Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Gamer Heroes Podcast. Uh, we've got me, Thomas, and we got Josh in here. How's it going, everyone? And uh, we got a couple things to talk about. We got uh, Josh. You've been playing Kingdom Hearts. Uh, I know there's some news I want to talk about uh, today. We record on a Monday. Um, Apex Legends is the new battle uh, free-to-play battle royale game by Respawn, the makers of Titanfall. Uh, and then we got some cool Xbox Live news that's interesting. But uh, let's hear about Kingdom Hearts first. Well, yeah. So first, let me say that, you know, it's been kind of good. I've been struggling with timeshare, right, with what games and platforms I play. I've always had that issue, whether it's my console or PC. And lately, since I'd have to say Red Dead, my PC has just been kind of, you know, on the side. I'll play it every once in a while, whatever mm-hmm. games there are. But I've been really happy that I've been able to bust out my console. So I got I got Kingdom Hearts 3 on the PlayStation, of course. Um so it's been it's been a, a really exciting time. I never never ever finished all of the Kingdom Hearts games. There's like eight of them. Yeah. And I, yeah. And, I, and I didn't all know of all this. I mean I played all of one partial of two and then I was like, oh I can jump back in really easily. You know, and then after diving into deeper details of really what the story entails. There's like Kingdom Hearts in the in versions in Japan that were never released. There's, oh, there's Kingdom real? Hearts on the DS that I have never played. So, and in a combination of all of that make up the final chapter of this story. So, I had to watch an abridged uh, piece to really catch me up on the story. Mm-hmm. And for all of you gamers out there that have followed the story, wow. I mean, I don't want to butcher it. I mean, I know the basics, and I won't go into it too much details, but it has got to be one of the most convoluted stories I have ever seen develop over the course <laughs> of any game. Like, in the way that you some of the, some of the challenges, it probably gives us the worst, per, worst part of the game are some of the story challenges that came in to it like they repeated and used some names for both good and bad heroes for example ansem there's a good ansem and a bad ansem two different completely characters but anyway we just they just want to really really confuse their gamers but anyway let's get back to the game itself i mean thomas i think the game's really fun i think um you know when you walk in to the game you know Say you're a fresh player, even an experienced Kingdom Hearts player. You know, it's really easy. You grasp it really quickly. They have a really good tutorial. Um, and it's really, I mean, to be honest, you're just mashing X. You know, you're yeah. mashing X or shortcut menu spell, but they made it intriguing by adding all these different types of middle fight bonuses and triggers. Um, depending on your keyblade, depending on what world you're in, after doing an a certain amount of combo points, you'll you'll hit a trigger, which makes battling just really fun because these trigger specials, they're, they're really cool, really funny, uh, really 
childlike, you know, because I mean, it is a Kingdom Hearts game. Like, for example, one of them is a carousel, and the carousel goes around and around, and you have to like hit X when the carousel beam hits a certain point. And if you oh, keep yeah. landing that on excellent, it just does more and more mm-hmm. damage. Things like that just make the game really, um, it's, it's really fun. Uh, so the, the combat, the, uh, the fighting is, is great. I love it. Uh, the skill system's very simple. So, yeah. so what do you, so you're running around. You're hacking, slashing, yep. right? And yep. you got your crew with you. You have two people in your party. You have Goofy and Donald at all times, and usually one or two additional characters, depending on the world you're in. Cool. Uh, the part I watched was in Toy Story World. Yes, I just finished it. It has got to be my favorite world so far. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, so Toy Story, you you get Buzz and Woody, Woody for a little while, Buzz and Woody for a little bit at the same time. Um, but yeah, you're immersed. Uh, you start in Andy's room. As a as a toy version of Sora, Donald, and Goofy, and I I saw the description I saw was that when you change to a different world, the characters take on the art style of that world. That is correct. That's pretty cool. It is cool. I don't think I really saw it in Olympus, uh, which is uh, Hercules's world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I noticed much. Uh, they all look the same to me. It was the first world, the tutorial. Yeah, world, at a certain point say. when you turn uh, like anime, like traditional animations into uh, 3D models. Mm-hmm. You know, like Toy Story is already, it's a Pixar movie, right? Right. So you've already got 3D stuff all over the place. But when you've got something 2D like Hercules. You know what? I never even thought of that. You're probably right. Yeah, they had to first create the models. And since no models were ever created before, they'll just keep the regular uh, 3D <laughs> models for the main characters. That makes sense. Um, but they did a really gar- darn good job on the 3D models for at least Hercules. But Hercules has been in the previous ones, so mm-hmm. I've seen him before. It's just everything looks a little fine tuned in this game. Yeah, I, uh, I, well, I told you before. I mean, less than a week ago, mm-hmm. I was like, I could not be any less interested <laughs> in this series. It seems esoteric. I mean, like you're saying, very convoluted. You yep. know, I got a big crack out of like I, I only thought there were three or four games. That's what I and thought. And then this was either the fourth or the fifth one. Of course, it's got Kingdom Hearts three on it. Uh, until I saw a Hard Times headline that was like. Am I going to understand Kingdom Hearts if I haven't played the first 12? <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, what? Yep. And so I look back and I'm like, oh, sure enough, there are a lot of games. I knew going into this that there were games I didn't play. But you think if you hit the one, two, and three, I played one and half of two, you'd get most of it. There's just so much content they bring in from the other games. You... They, they, they start the game actually when you, when you load up the game, there's an archive section that you can kind of catch up. So that was oh, really nice. Cool. That was, it's only five episodes and not as detailed as it should be, but at Do least you, it gives you, you something. You just watch them. You don't you, play. You or... don't play anything. You just watch them. Um, you know, I, I saw something like that. Uh, I'm watching Giant Bomb play through Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. And so they just started Mass Effect 2. And when you start that game, of course, you have the option of picking up decisions you made in the first game. And you can pay for the Genesis DLC or something where you can make some of those decisions without actually having a save file. Um, on the other hand, if you have a save file, this didn't exist when I played it. This is probably content they patched in later on at some point. But you can watch basically a comic book retelling of the story of the first game, including your decisions. So that was just a cool... It probably took five or ten minutes, maybe. That is really cool. Yeah, it was nice because especially even... If you're hot off the first game and jumping into the second one, uh, it's still a nice, it's a retelling. You get to see even maybe a different version of events than you realized you saw. Like you maybe didn't think of how one thing affected so-and-so. 
But in the retelling, you're like, oh, yeah, I guess that is how Is it happened. your retelling of your actions? Yes. So, so what if Shepard telling— Could you just get a blank one just to catch up? Say you never played it. Could you—does it give you a comic of maybe just a basic travel through of the story? It would have to. And now so. that I think about it, I I wonder how much of that retelling uh-huh. actually involved the decisions because several of them I was like, well, it gave me enough information to definitely know that this thing was happening, but it didn't tell, you know, oh, did this person die during this confrontation? It always shied away from the ending of any of those big decisions. Uh, well, a couple of them it did, like, you know, who do you leave to die uh, with the big nuclear explosion in the first game. <laughs> it definitely told who survived there. But um, yeah, either way, if it, even if there is a blank slate one, I think that whole idea of retelling right at the beginning is nice to get you back in so you feel comfortable so that when you start moving around, you feel like you know your character's motivations. Especially for a game like, like Kingdom Hearts, that makes a lot of sense. Because, you know, with Square, um, you know, Final Fantasy is one you never really had to really play the previous ones like right i've played final fantasy three four five six seven eight nine ten <laughs> wow that's um, much I, more I, I think the most of anyone else that i know who's played especially like up to ten yeah. they've maybe played three of them oh no Probably like I, seven, I really eight, loved them 10, I, um, I guess yeah so i guess it'd be like six seven eight nine ten is what i played that's still um, that's a good number and i think there it really depends because like you know Final Fantasy three here is actually like Final Fantasy six or something like mm-hmm. that. So, um, but yeah, I, I, you never had to. But was this game and the way they, if, if their intentions were to connect all these games and make one large story, it's it's really nice that they did it. Again, I, 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 I don't, don't want to downplay they, it, but the archive is very light. I mean, it does catch you. The up. what is the archive? They call it the archive. Oh, the archive. Yeah, so it's it does tell the story of where you left off of the first and second one. Um, but it's not as detailed as it could be. There's a YouTube video out. I can't remember the content creator. I would would uh, throw a, a shout out to him, but he, they did a 50 minute job of really capturing all the games up to this point, <laughs> and I shared it within some of our communities. Um, but it that was worth it, and it really made me feel good going into the game. Do you watch an episode of something? Do you read about what happened? How does it retell you that? Oh, it's a story. It's a they. It's a video, and they just kind of there's a narrator of really where the story was at at that person certain chapter and there's five chapters to the archive so you just read one you go through one chapter at a time that's cool yeah it was it was a good idea um so that's kind of like as you enter the game i, I literally watched the archive i was like okay i know all this still and then i went ahead and still watched the 50 minute yeah. youtube video of where we're at now but at after- a certain point <laughs> when you have that many hours of gameplay it's yeah. hard to condense that stuff it was very especially across different styles of games i don't uh-huh. know what a lot of those games look like but i mean mass effect has a lot of hours of play but telling that story in one nice little box with a ribbon on it is a lot easier than trying to tell eight different games stories. Yeah, no, I, he did a good job. Um, so after getting into the game, kicking it off, learning all the um, moves and abilities, you have your flow motion, which is just your ability to travel from stationary environment points to another stationary environment points in a very fluid motion to cover a lot of distance. Kind of like you just open like a new level, right? Like you've got a map you look at. So yeah, you get a map. So it's like any square. You get this set map with entrances and exits. exits, And a flow motion is essentially, say I've got perfect example. I'm in Olympus and you got the cathedral-like pillars. 
and all the cathedral-like pillars are flow-motion objects, meaning I can jump into a flow-motion attack and, or, or move and hit the first pillar and using flow-motion to travel between both pillars and picking up and killing enemies along the way. It's just a quick way to traverse the map as they also added the ability to like do damaging abilities within it. So I'm not totally sure I understand. Okay. Are these... Like, if you're in a fight, mm-hmm. are these things that you interact with inside of the fight? Yep. And you... And outside the fight. Okay. They're just there. So you can think of anything, a wall. They have these very shiny white gloss. If it's uh, something that you can interact with, a wall to run up with, or something that mm-hmm. flow motion is able to grasp onto. Um, so, yeah, if it's a wall, I can, like, I can like f- jump, square over, square again to kick myself into flow motion, hit the wall... And then immediately need to look for another flow motion object and either another wall or another pillar, and I can move to there. Now, it doesn't last forever. It will drop you if you don't decide on a flow motion movement. But if you really get good, you can chain them. And covering the maps is is really nice. So if you can get a good at covering distance with flow motion, I'm not the best. Like in the woods in the Tangled World, I believe. No, it's in a – it's in Lunar Town. Uh, Twilight Town. Twilight Town is the main town of uh, the story. Um, and, uh, you can go into the woods and flow motion from tree limb to tree limb. That's cool. Yeah. So does it feel good moving around? It does. It does. It it took me, it's not giving though. Like you got, when you're swinging, you got to let go at the right spot, but, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it does feel good. That's cool. Uh, So that was one, uh, you know, a little feature that I liked. Um, like I said, I talked about the fighting and for those, uh, um, veteran players, you have your key blades. Um, I've only made it to, I just finished the toy story world. Um, and I'm on to Monsters Inc. World. So, and I stopped at, as you said, your character evolves into the art style of mm-hmm. the, uh, of the game or the movie and, or the world. And, uh, I'm a monster now. So, so is Donald and Goofy. It's funny. So it's, it, yeah, it's, it's, I like it's pretty that. good. That's, yeah. that does a good job of being a fun game, especially with all the good stuff that you're describing. But of course, that nostalgia tick. You know, jumping into something like that, and it's particularly taking on that art style really just sounds novel in a way that's not just overly simple. Um, that sounds great. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to to hearing more about that because, I mean, of course, I know a bunch of people who are on the hype train for that. Yeah, yeah, um, no, I've been I, waiting for 13 years. Is a it long 13? Time. I think it's like 15 or 13. No, it's I think 13. it's more than 13. It's, it's, it's over 10 for sure. Yeah. Um, I can't remember how long we've been waiting. You know, I kind of, like I said, I didn't finish two, so I wasn't, I was more into playing the game versus the story of the game because, again, I got lost in it when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. So um, that was high school. Wow, wasn't it? Yeah. No, that couldn't have been high school. Yes, it was. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. I remember, <laughs> yeah, I remember some friends playing that at the beginning of high school. Yeah. He, one, of, one of my buddies, he gave, uh, lent his whole PS4 or PS whatever it was, 2, to uh, to his buddy just so he mm-hmm. could play That's cool. Kingdom Hearts. That's cool. Yeah, well, I'm having a great time. Uh, looks like there will be some DLC out there with some additional endings, I hear. So um, that's really cool. Um, alternate endings. Um, hopefully they'll add new worlds. Another thing they add in there is, is they always had the space, your ship, your gummy ship, and you can customize your own gummy ship. Uh, so there's another feature that like gummy, like gummy they call bear, it gummy ship. It's, I don't think it means gummy bears, but it's, yeah, it's called G U M M I. It's the ship and phone and the technology uses. Oh yeah, gummy phone, gummy ship. I don't think it's actually gummy though. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably but, some, got some goofy acronym. Yeah, just just goofy stuff there. Um, 
And you can travel through space from world to world. And they did a really good job there. So you actually get a ship. You customize your ship. It's a very detailed. You can actually just get blueprints to customize your ship. Or you can go out and customize it yourself and build it a 3D model of your ship. That's cool. Yeah. There was, there was a video I watched today about – because there's a certain way you have to build your ship. The front has to be where the arrow is pointing. So you get a 3D grid box. And there's an arrow on the bottom of the 3D grid box to identify the front of the ship. Well, this guy took all his time to build this awesome ship. It looked really good. And then it shows him he didn't realize that the arrow was the front. It was just sitting there the whole time. And he was building. So he built his cool ship sideways. Sideways. (laughs) So it flies sideways. Oh, no. (laughs) So, yeah, there's some small things like that that I'll have to keep in mind. I I haven't even customized the ship yet. But you traverse space, um, so it's really awesome. You know what would be cool is if you could design that. Did you say, like – what did you mean by you can like print it? So you no, can no, design so it. You, you, you build the 3D model. There are shapes, curved shapes, circles, 3D squares, Dude, 3D Imagine blocks. if they let you export that to actually 3D print. That would like be cool. To, that'd be cool because, I mean, of course, they're not making money off of that. No. But think of the advertising they'd get. Like if you – if if in your house you had your model of your ship. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yours. Or if you could just like send it to them and they'll send you a, a freaking model and stand mm-hmm. with like a little plaque or something. That would be really cool. That would be cool. So I'm only or a yeah, few worlds dude, Oh, I can totally see that. They would connect it to uh, like an online market and that would be their – Microtransactions. There so you speak. go. Yeah. Like, there you go. Would you like to? Would you like to, to buy Nintendo? your ship? <laughs> or, yeah. Or uh, to Square? Yeah. I think I think something like that would be cool. So um, yeah, a lot of things I'm still understanding and still finding out. I'm just hitting Monster Zeke World, so hopefully tonight I'll get a jump back in there and progress through the story and and unlock some new abilities, skills, and heroes. Nice. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, uh, I was thinking. I didn't say we were going to talk about this, but Resident Evil 2. Yes. Uh, I was thinking about it because the same buddy who lent his PS4 for Kingdom Hearts, uh, he, my, my only experience with Resident Evil ever is Resident Evil 4. We watched my friend Daniel play like eight to 10 hours of the game straight. Mm-hmm. And I remember that's, that was the first Resident Evil I ever really watched, but it was the first time I ever watched someone else play a game and I was totally content to just watch like usually if i'm watching a game i want to play but that was the first time where i was like man this is like watching a movie i am down and resident evil 2 on 64 is where my first first grasp of resident evil was first playing uh gameplay was of it was and i enjoyed playing as well as watching even on 64 bit graphics like Mm -hmm. me and my brother we got that for Christmas one year. We were at my grandparents, and we would just beat Leon A side, Leon Claire B side, Claire A side, Leon B side, mm-hmm. and the alternative. Oh, do alternative, each of them have? Yes, an, a, oh, an a and that's B. cool. They each have an A and B. I don't know why I didn't most realize of that. most of the big key story items happen again, mm-hmm. but there are specific, you know storylines that only impact Claire and Leon. Yeah, I so really like that idea of not only replayability, but you actually get something new. Like, I remember in Resident Evil 4, right at the beginning of the game, you get into this town that's just full of enemies. Mm-hmm. And you get to a point where you are you cannot kill them all. Like, it's you're not supposed to, but you don't know that. And uh, after a, a certain amount of time runs out, uh, the the clock tower in the bell or at the clock tower in the town rings and all the enemies turn around and they leave you alone. Well, the first time we ever played that, I remember, you know, we just booted up the game for the first time. My buddy's playing 
And it's on a timer. It's not based on when you run somewhere or something. You just have to survive for a hidden amount of time. Well, he ran around the town. He's, you know, running for his life. There's a chainsaw guy there for a little bit. It's nuts. And he runs down what he doesn't realize is a dead end. And he's just running. And I mean, there, there's so many zombies. He turns around and there are like 12 zombies and he's got like six bullets. And, you know, one of them has a chainsaw. And he's sitting here and we're all just like, ah, like what's going to happen? This is it. This is it. And so he just, you know, pops a few, whatever bolts he's got into the crowd. And we're just waiting for the end. And they're feet away from him and the timer hit and, <laughs> and the bell goes. And, and we, you know, it was such an amazing moment that we just assumed that was always planned, uh-huh. but it was just a hidden timer. It wasn't that it happens when you're almost killed or if you run down that hallway or anything that happened to just line up in a very cinematic way. Um, but that really set the stage for that game. So to see Resident Evil 2 get remade, like not just remastered, but properly remade w- using a lot of the things that they learned from Resident Evil 4 and uh, what it seems like some of the tactics. The over-the-shoulder tactics. Seven. So because in 2 and 1 and 2 and 3, you don't have that. You kind of have the freedom to move around. Say you walk in a room. You have that camera that just follows you as you move mm-hmm. around the room, kind of like Dino Crisis and all those games. Mm-hmm. But in number four, they they came back to the. You're right. Resident Evil Two Remaster is or remake, but we're calling it a remake. Um, they uh, uh, they took a little a few features of all the games, right? And they stuck with the over the shoulder four look and the slow turning around and loading, mm-hmm. you know, and aiming. Yep. I still don't know how I feel completely about it. I, I, I like play that a stuff because before. I really like the pacing where, like, when you're running, you cannot see what's behind you. You cannot, and I no. like that. And then, I, I, like, you got the, when you have your flashlight, you, like, turn it around, all of a sudden, oh. you know, Mr. X or someone's right behind you. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. I get it. Why It does make it a little more uh, immersive when it's, like, behind the shoulder. Mm-hmm. So it does help. I just remember when it first came out on 4, that style, I was a little upset. It was a little slow for me. I'm like, when to, like, you know, right, mouse right. point click everywhere but you can't do that so um i also don't have i played this all on console i'm probably going to get re2 the new one mm-hmm. on pc yeah so i imagine aiming's a little bit quicker it just is on pc um point and click is way better than a stick um in my opinion but we'll see i I've, i haven't heard any differences of what play style what platform is better to play mm-hmm. with but you know it's an re a resident evil game the stories are always fun um, I don't know. You said you only watched it, play through four. I would recommend mm-hmm. just jumping in and getting two. Yeah. It's so good. Well, I it's watched so it and the, the trailers and the continued, like, the drip feed of content that came out, the little teasers or gameplay footage and all this stuff, um, immediately gripped me. And I've been looking for a, another, a new horror game, mm-hmm. like something to jump out to. I like this one because it's not just a remaster. So it's not just the same game as before. Uh, I didn't realize the old game was on tank controls, where like when you turn left on the stick, it goes left from the character's perspective, not from the camera's perspective. Yes, yes, the camera's stationary. Yeah, no, thank you. I do not like tank controls oh, at all. Is that what they call that? I never mm-hmm. knew that. Oh, I enjoy it. Well, so we didn't have much, you know. I mean, that, a lot of games were done like that. A lot uh, of them were, were and so. uh, I, I never played those when I was younger, so when I tried to get into those after getting used to you know, like Zelda was my first experience in a 3D world where you have the Z button where if you want to face forward at any time, hit that Z button. Yeah, that, that, I remember that. No, and that so, feature's nice. Yeah, so you, I could always figure out my perspective. I could, I always felt like I had good control over it. So when I would play a, an older game, especially with tank controls, where, you know, left, 
I'm expecting to go The room left. doesn't shift either. No, it doesn't. <laughs> and, oh, man, I have struggled with that. Uh-huh. Um, so I am glad to see the over-the-shoulder stuff. Um, but I, I was going to wait all the way until Halloween for a sale or something because oh, I, no. I do have other games. I have plenty of stuff to play. Um, but, boy, I even have other spooky games to play. But, man, I mean, this looks great. It looks so good. I have to get it. I, I, I was commenting on social media that – which one to pick up, and I just couldn't get both of them. So I chose the Fun Time Hack and Slash. It also kind of reminisces with the kids. So, um, But yeah, RE2 is on my priority list to pick up because I won't lie, that game meant a lot to me as a kid. Like me and my brother, probably the first games that we – I don't know how to explain this. It was probably one of the first games that we sat down beginning to end, beat it, and said, okay, let's do it again. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, you just wanted to do it. I remember beating all four sides of the game in a weekend. And it's it's just that it was just that fun, and that was their sixty four big graphics and the base story that you were told. I love some of the parts that they they brought back in from RE two, uh, the original, um, like the gun shop owner, and mm-hmm. I believe his name's Marvin. I can't remember who. It's been a long time. I have not played the new one yet, but the cop that you first meet that's that's uh, he's a black cop that is bitten and turns, but he helps you in the beginning. So just mm-hmm. small things like that that they bring back in. The helicopter that crashes into the building, and then you see the tyrant. I'm like, it's all back. It's it's yeah. so great, but it looks ten times better. So yeah, it, I'm really excited to get that game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's awesome. I I will always say around this time of year, I I really appreciate that there are games coming out. There's not a drought like there used to be five years ago and on. <laughs> During this time of year, you're still trying to coast on what you bought over Christmas, yeah. you know. But to have I releases. still haven't beat Red Dead. I, I just oh haven't. yeah, <laughs> I finally on chapter got four to the part. I finally uh, I'm not even sure if I'm technically on the third chapter yet, but I finally reached the party that you have in camp with everybody. Oh, yeah, I love that man. <laughs> I, I I didn't want that to end. Where you can like, sing along with them. Yeah, yeah, I man, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, you sing along, you hear just tall tales told around the campfire, drinking beer and whiskey. Yeah, I really enjoy what that game has going on. So like, while I want to finish it, I'm perfectly content really taking my time because it, it just feels good in a, in a slow moving game like that. So, uh, yeah, uh, let's, let's take a little break and we'll come back and talk about some news. Awesome. Hey everyone, this is Greg from Red Shirts and Runabouts. We're the resident Star Trek podcast as part of the Heroes Podcast Network group. If you love Star Trek and things science fiction, we're definitely the show for you. Join us every Thursday as we talk about Star Trek Discovery, the new Picard show, and other ongoing content and new creations from the Star Trek universe. If you want to find us, search Red Shirts and Runabouts podcast on Apple and Google Play. And if you want to interact with us as a host, you can find us at Red Shirts Pod on Twitter. All right. Uh, welcome back to the Gamer Heroes podcast. Uh, you know, Josh, I didn't ask you, how are you doing? I'm actually doing good. Um, again, I, I think I said earlier, I'm just trying to spend more time playing games. You know, a lot of stress out there, and I'm mm-hmm. trying to, you know, combat that with more game time. And the best <laughs> thing is actually is like my wife is actually into the Kingdom Hearts 3, and, cool. and it's good. She's all sit there and watch. She won't play. I let my son play, but... Um, Things are good. We're actually more family gaming time. I did not buy Overcooked 2 like I wanted to because, mm-hmm. oh, so it'd be more game time with the family because I think this is something she would like. Uh, but we're just trying to find 
I mean, we go out. I mean, we're a typical family. We go out. We go watch movies. We go shopping. We do all that fun stuff. But one thing that we all like, we all do like a good video game. From <laughs> even my daughter, who's three. So the fact that Kingdom Hearts has all the darn Disney characters and princesses. Yeah, that's pretty cool. She just freaks out. You know, she just freaks out. She, when she first saw Mickey, she was confused why Mickey was on a game that daddy's playing. But I was like, <laughs> King Mickey's a badass lion. King Mickey. <laughs> Uh, but no, things are good. What about That's yourself? Cool. Oh, yeah, I'm good. Uh, been busy, but in a good way. This past weekend, I actually played, I gamed more than I meant to. Um, and, and I had a good time. I wish I had played less Overwatch. I, I have to delete Overwatch again. I had such a miserable experience yesterday. Um, I even, yeah, I it was just a terrible time. I wish I had been playing any of the other single-player games I have uh, instead. So... Uh, I, I really want to play competitive multiplayer stuff, but same story as ever. I just wish I had people to consistently play with. Playing with strangers and just rolling the dice if they're going to ruin your your day or not, you know, is not fun. Are you when you say consistent? Are you saying like I guess we say I wish local I, consistent, or would you care if they're from China? Or, I, I wouldn't or care where they're from where they're as from. long as we can play with so, enough regularity that I could count on them being on sometimes when I'm on. Because uh, I just. You know, I've I've looked for several communities. I joined a Discord group that's has it's pretty big and it's international. That is all just PS4 Overwatch. Oh, people. that's nice. I was but just I was on like all that. weekend and I couldn't find one single person available to group up. So I was just like, you know what? This is a lost cause. If if I found the biggest community yet. And I couldn't even find one person to team up. Hey, with. you got your new rig. It's time to move on over to PC over. No, <laughs> at, the, at this point, I think I'm. You're done. I need to. I need to move on. I, I have to. I actually played Overwatch this weekend. I did on Sunday. Um, I just just for a little bit with my friends, and they're. they're I would say they're consistent. They're they're decent. They're all in their golds and and moving up. One's been to platinum and back. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. I just it's not that the consistency for me. I'm just kind of bored. I mean, just overall bored. Um, I, I will like it probably a little more when when Overwatch League comes back. I, I'm actually excited with the new teams they added. Mm-hmm. So there's another reason for me to play a little. But right now, I just, I don't know. It's just not not hitting me. I actually, for Blizzard, it's tough because I, don't, I haven't been playing WoW much. I've been trying to keep my Blizzard game going on with Overwatch. But actually, last weekend, I grinded to like Paragon 545 in the new season of Diablo. So, um, yeah. That uh, sounds like a high number. It is a very high number. I mean, it's a lot of, little, quite a bit of hours on a short weekend, but Paragon levels are really easy. It's like your levels after your max level, mm-hmm. just for stats. But anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of done with Overwatch right now. Overwatch League starts, uh, is it this month or next month? Um, so that'll be exciting. I look forward to seeing the new teams. Really wish it hit more home for me if Kansas City had a team. Yeah, Soon, I hear that. Right? It would hit so much. It would hit home so much for me because I'm a big sports guy. Com- competition on all facets I love to watch and see. And when there's someone to root for, then you want to kind of play it. Like, why do I like playing? F- I never played football when I was little. I didn't start really becoming a huge fan of football till like high school, college. And that's when I wanted to start playing, you know, mm-hmm. because I was a huge fan. I always loved playing soccer because I loved rooting on for my home team. Mm-hmm. Maybe if Overwatch had a Kansas City or a Kansas or a St. Lu- I mean, I hope not St. Louis, but anything <laughs> Close by. I mean, Chicago is the closest, I think, and then Texas teams are the closest. Mm-hmm. So it'll be exciting to see when more Midwest teams pop up. I'll probably have a little more interest to play some. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, let's, uh, you know, I, I keep telling you what we'll talk about and then I'm swapping it around, but 
Uh, let's segue into uh, the new Battle Royale that uh, Respawn, who made Titanfall, uh, they just announced this game. Uh, we, we've known more or less that something was in the pipelines. They've teased that there's another project, but they've been very sparse on the details. Um, but now they announced it, and in my favorite way, they announced it and said, hey, it's available right now. That is awesome. That's a, When you dropped that in the, our social media chats, and I saw it everywhere on Discord, I'm like, what the heck? I usually am pretty good at, at seeing what new games are coming out. I even get on some beta news, but this one, out of left field, mm-hmm. um, I did play the first Titanfall, not the second one, so uh, go ahead. Yeah, explain more of what, what the premise is. Uh, well, let's... Let's start uh, with Respawn. So okay. Respawn made this game. Respawn obviously made Titanfall, like we right. said. Um, I have barely played either of the games. I have Titanfall 2. I hear the campaign is great. But I remember when that game came out, for somebody like me uh, who likes multiplayer shooters, uh, Titanfall had a unique appeal to me that Call of Duty and Battlefield did not. And they all came out right around each other whichever one that was you know battlefield one or five or who who knows because numbers don't really matter these days in gaming <laughs> no they don't uh th- th- those all came out and what i liked about titanfall was it, it was very fast paced and i like that like i like overwatch because you're always fighting mm-hmm. it, if you die you have to run back to the fight but there isn't there it's it's fast all the time and a problem with me with battle royale games is that i spend a lot of time looting Mm-hmm. And I die, immediately die. I barely fight, and I get my ass kicked. And I'm like, well, I didn't enjoy that enough to want to spend time getting good at this. Um, so even PUBG and Fortnite, uh, PUBG is more my style, but it is slower than Fortnite. I think. Um, no, it's very slow compared to Fortnite. Very slow. yeah, and lots of just quiet tension. Yeah, which which I like. I like that tension. But uh, my friend showed me uh, Blackout, right? And. I think uh, of everything I've seen so far, I think that's the most appealing to me because there's stuff everywhere, but same story. It's a lot of tension for just a quick ending. It's like, oh, there was a guy on that hill. I didn't see him. Oh, that's, that's it's, it's an over-exaggeration. Nature of the beast of the battle royale right, right. now. Right so now. It's, it follows the, the kind of things I'm into these days. I like fast-paced or bite-sized experiences versus the long slow burn. Mm-hmm. If I want the slow burn, I'll take a single player game like Red Dead. But if I'm playing multiplayer, I want to be in it all the time. I want my gears to be turning constantly. So, uh, so Titanfall had an appeal to me because it has things like, obviously the mech combat is unique. It's not necessarily better to be in a mech because if you're a good soldier, a foot soldier, you can totally take out a mech. Um, you know, you aren't, automatically add an advantage when you're in there it just changes up the gameplay so that there are multiple ways to play perspectives weapons lots of customization and another thing that they had that that this new game won't but i appreciated was having a lot of robots and just fodder running around the map so same story AI you feel like you're always thing. doing something mm-hmm. even if the ai is just there for you to punch <laughs> you know uh it, it offers you something to do it feels like there's action and i appreciated that so talking about this makes me, you know, I need to go play this game. Boot up I, I think I even first. have it installed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that always appealed to me, even though I never gave it a proper shot. So Respawn, it seems like they've taken lessons from Titanfall. And what this game is, it's a battle royale. So you know the drill. Um, a bunch of players drop. You fight to be the last one standing. This game is all squads. There's squads of three. There are 20 squads. So 60 people. And... 
you start the game, you drop in like every battle royale. Uh, but what you do is you start with classes. You start with a, a hero class, you know, kind of like Siege does, mm-hmm. where everybody's got different specializations and abilities. I have no idea if you could all three pick the heavy same class. Or, yeah, right? I, I bet you cannot. I, I bet it would be to your cannot. advantage if you did. That, yeah, right? because you know when Overwatch came out, everybody could play Winston yeah, in quick play, yeah. and it was like, man, this stinks. Uh, <laughs> You know, it could be fun, but it was goofy. So later they just turned that into its own arcade mode. That's right. You know, no limits thing. Um, so I expect that one person apiece can take a hero class, but there are eight of these hero classes. Oh, eight. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. you start with six. You either start with four of them unlocked or six. I could look. But two of them you can buy with either real money or in-game currency. They have microtransaction vanity items which i'm totally course, cool with free to play if that's what they're gonna yeah, do if right. you just want a cool looking outfit hell yeah like yeah. no problems with those kind of microtransactions um yeah so so you can pick these classes and the cinematic the trailer that they just dropped was super cool uh i really like the you know because they don't have a million classes it was pretty it did a nice showcase of what was going on you know there's a class that when the character went up to revive her teammate, mm-hmm. she threw a shield out. In I front saw of the that. No, I saw. I saw the trailer while she was surviving. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Um, you know, there's somebody who has a decoy like Halo Reach uh, had. There's one um, that you can like track. You can see enemies' footsteps where they. Had Does he go gone. invisible like Reaper and then tracks them? Because I thought that's why. Or is it just a tracking? Uh, it looked like both. So it looked like he, he went, went invisible, invisible and they could track. And yeah, so he went invisible and you could see the footprints on yep. the ground. And then he had another one that scanned the area so you could see outlines of the enemies. Um, but so that was also tracking his teammates' footprints. No, it, it wasn't. So I had to watch it twice to oh. see what was going there. His teammate was, was just, just following, following the, the path. path. Yeah. Oh, so okay. which leads me to believe that the teammate can also see those footprints. It's not just you know that's much more useful because if you had to describe where the footprints are, that's way less like useful. widow's scanning ability. Right. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, several different ones like that, uh, a character could basically, it's, it was, I'm excited to see what this actually is when I can get my hands on it, but she could like set up a portal and she ran through it and went kind of like purplish white. I assume she's invisible, but she went super fast. She just ran very, very fast for a few seconds and appeared in front of some enemies and popped them. Um, but I, lo- I really like abilities on characters. That was the draw for Overwatch to me. Um, the information they've given is that they do have ultimates. One of those, I assume it's an ultimate, you saw right at the beginning of the trailer where a guy throws this grenade and it brings down an Light. orbital strike. Yeah, like, that's it. Yep, oh, I saw man, that. that's so cool. I think I think that's where the well the Battle, Roy, Battle Royale genre is yet to be, you know, ceased so we're gonna see a lot of changes but i've noticed like i don't know if who else has played or if you have realm royale right realm royale is another battle royale game with classes as well as skills um you're seeing this new one called spell break which is mm-hmm. the mage uh battle royale where you know the items are great but one thing that really plays out is is the classes and abilities mm-hmm. i don't know if blackout had that did they have uh classes at least like different type of firearm classes i don't think so okay. but i could totally be i know the guns could be changed and modified mm-hmm. which is great i think that's always cool um yeah, but yeah I, think, I, I like I having abilities, options to be know? able to really play how you want because mm-hmm. uh, again i'm not good at traditional modern shooters anymore i used to be really good at halo but you know use it or lose it i just i don't have what it takes anymore 
uh, on a hero shooter, I got it. I can pick what I know I'm good at and just hone in on okay, that so the, specific Yeah, thing. hero shooters with abilities that kind of are toned for you, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I play tank for a reason. I like being in front. I like to take a lot of damage because I may not be as quick as everyone else, so please give me a lot of life so I can take yeah, some damage, you know? It's the same thing like with Borderlands. I like that your character has hero abilities. It's not just a shooter, uh, you know, or, or any loot game, really, where you've got items, but what's important is your abilities. Very you know, true. like Diablo, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... All of that is great. The coolest part is it is free to play. That is awesome. And it's on PS4, uh, PC, and Xbox. Um, so that's pretty rad. I, I think that's very, very important because they want to, you want to build your player base as quickly as possible. And if you have something great, you want to show it off. You know, if this cost money, I wouldn't pick it up. I could say I'd pick it up if it was really good in a month or two, but I know that's not true. Either I pick it up at the beginning, and I, I love it. Or... I'm trying to think. The only Battle Royale game I bought was PUBG because I had to, you know? Mm-hmm. Like all the other ones have been free to play. Right. I haven't played Blackout. That one's I had to buy because, yeah, it's probably because I had to buy it. I don't, I'm not a Call of Duty fan. If they at least had their Battle Royale, their Blackout portion free, I'd probably play it, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, and then load that sucker up with microtransactions that are all yeah. vanity items, exactly. like not related to proper gameplay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Like, Make you know, make some cool stuff that I would be willing to pay for. Like I've I've spent some money, not a large amount of money, but I've I've probably paid for Overwatch twice. You know, at least I've probably put like 40, 40 or sixty bucks, maybe forty bucks in there, uh, and I don't feel bad about it because I've put like a thousand hours into it. You know, so they made their money's worth, and and I do not feel bad at all for throwing a bone their way. You know, I like it enough. I want to support it. It's not like they're hurting for money, but. They had stuff that I wanted, and I didn't feel bad paying for it. Yeah, no, so, shouldn't. yeah, so I like that. Uh, I'm going to download that here tonight. Give it a shot. Um, download it, it on PS4? Yeah. Okay. I might I might have to do it so I can join you, and uh, then I'll have to do it on the PC, of course. Mm-hmm. It's on PC. I'm I hear playing that. it. Yep. I'll, I'll stick to my sticks because uh, <laughs> then I, you know, I could play PC and then plug in the sticks, but we you know could. how that goes. Yeah, you could. Not on a shooter. I'll get destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that, that's wait, very exciting. Did so, they say it's cross-platform availability, but is it cross-platform play? Uh, availability, okay. not cross-play. Damn. I know that PS4 they had Rocket League ages ago, and or maybe they just got Rocket League because Sony was being squirrely about it. Yeah, Rocket League. Uh, Fortnite PS, has yeah. been cross-play, I think. Yeah, Fortnite. All three of yeah. them can play PC, Xbox, and Switch, and PS4. So I'm realizing, I don't know if I've said the name of this game even once. The name of this game is Apex Legends. Oh, you did, yeah. I hope uh, you did. I, just I already knew it, right? Yeah, well, that's the... I listened to a couple of podcasts where they have to repeat that stuff at the end because people, just like me, have been like, okay, I've been listening for 15 minutes. I love what you're saying. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, you know, so Apex Legends, that looks cool. Uh, if if you want to hop on our Facebook uh, community or on our Discord, you can find that through our website, which is gg-kc.com. If you're like me and you really want consistent people to play with and a good community, uh, we'd love to have you. Certainly, I'd love to have people to play with. So, uh, yeah, that's really exciting. Uh, I tell you what, before we jump into our last bit of news, let's take another quick break. Hey there, I'm Batman, and I wanted to tell you about my friends at the Screen Heroes Podcast. They deliver sweet justice in the form of discussing movies, television, and me. They love my movies. 
Every single one of them. Yes, even that one. Sometimes they even have me on as a guest, which is thrilling. You can find them at twitch.tv slash heroes podcasts. Live on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Gotham time. If you can't tune in live, the new shows go up on places like Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Gotham Radio, Demoscura Live, and Blog Talk Radio. Now, back to your regularly scheduled Batcast. Alright, welcome back again. And uh, let's wrap this up. Let's talk about some really interesting news that I didn't know about this till you brought it in here uh, tonight. Uh, so, Xbox Live, this is, I'm saying this correctly, Microsoft is launching Xbox Live on it's the Switch, the Nintendo Switch. Switch, iOS, and Android. Yeah. Right. And when you said that, my first instinct was like, I think you misunderstood. <laughs> I was like, I think you Someone's need to pulling yeah, your check way. your source, check your source. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we, we found a couple articles to get the information on this right. Um, so what this is, is... Uh, it's basically, so I, I have the PlayStation app on my phone, right? And right. through that, I can access my, my friends, my groups, my communities, all mm-hmm. that good kind of stuff. Uh, I wish that I could access my video clips and stuff. That's a major gripe that I have because I only ever want to show them to people when I'm not in front of my TV. Um, but it looks like Xbox Live is trying to do that, but across all these platforms. So on one hand, it's going to do what the PlayStation app does, and probably there's an app already for, for your phone. Yeah, there's an Xbox Live app too. But it's not only doing that on other systems, like um, the Switch, which is especially remarkable. But um, it sounds like what they're doing is they're setting up a a platform, a, a way that developers can incorporate games using xbox live's uh network yep it's basically the what i think of it as is the same way that destiny uses battle.net uh by blizzard good comparison uh these guys uh, microsoft is setting up a way that they can use their network their communities and their connectivity to uh basically sell that on other platforms including your phone so what's funny to me is that in the past couple of weeks i've seen a lot of uh, fuss about Xbox Live going down a lot. So that's kind of a funny time for this news to be dropping uh, because there was some stuff that was online only and, and when Xbox Live went down, you couldn't access your right. your stuff. Um, so that's a funny thing. But of course, years ago when the idea of always online games came out or you know when it was announced, people were all up in a tizzy about it. And guess what? Everything turned out just fine. It did. I, I'm kind of... I'm still... I want to say concern. I'm just going to see why would Switch, even because there's so much more opportunity for Switch to kind of uh, improve on their mm-hmm. online and network play, that they're going to allow this port over. Yeah, um, that's the strangest thing. Why would Nintendo say, yes, go ahead? Yeah, yes. I, I, it's crazy because if, if what I'm reading is um, – so here's, here's the main quote I took out of it is that the changes will enable game developers to connect between – iOS, Android, and Switch, in addition to Xbox and any game in the Microsoft Store on my Windows PCs. So I guess, like, so for example, Fortnite. Fortnite is a truly cross-platform game that you can cross-platform play with. So now with Xbox Live being embedded in all of that, so on my Switch I can get achievements 
on Xbox Live for a Fortnite game. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. Is that what they're getting at? Well, so so this other quote, so they had a presentation at CD, uh, CDC, Game Developers Conference? Yeah, CDC. And the presentation's description uh, said that, let's see, da-da-da-da-da, you can watch, buy, play, pause, and continue your games from one device to the next on top of the most reliable social and multiplayer network in the world, which, again, is funny because their stuff just went down. But so, so the give me an example that, of how that so would work. If you can continue your games from one device to the next, that means you buy Celeste on the Switch. You can pick up your save file on the PS4 when you go home. That's dope. Because that is pretty that's, awesome. That's thinking a whole nother level I was level thinking of, too direct. You said pause. Like, what am I going to pause a Fortnite game? You can't. But I get it. <laughs> I, I'm not going to pause my RE2 game and play it on the... Well, that won't... It's just well, this is example. saying that you could. It, that's uh, true. It's so you hit, pause. You, know, you find that typewriter and then you boot it up on another system. <laughs> I guess. Um, so that's thinking a whole step up from the, the stuff we've seen, like the Epic Store coming out and now a bunch of different games uh, trying to take on steam and man that's a whole that's a whole rabbit hole right there every every kind of the scandalous stuff that's happened over the past few weeks of uh, i forget which game it was but you could pre-order the game through steam but then uh what was it but then epic would they what am i trying to say you could pre-order something on steam but then epic would be the one to give you the game and like they took it off of steam which is disingenuous because you're what game you was misled. This? I feel like I'd I, have to look it up. I read this was this just like a week too. ago. Um, I don't know. I should get my facts straight before I start saying this stuff. But um, yeah, it just some the fact the fact of the matter is that Epic Store has really been in the news a lot recently. And uh, I know I, I saw some stats from GDC. They did a bunch of surveys for people there, and I actually downloaded a free PDF from their Facebook page, which is full of useful information it said you know x percentage is i think it was like 16 percent metro exodus that's right metro exodus i remember uh derek from heroes podcast network uh he dropped that for us to talk about but yeah yeah that is crazy it's such an unusual the times are changing pre-ordered on steam but we're going to only allow it but we'll honor it on epic (laughs) yeah it's just such an unusual thing to do so the so the surveys they did at gdc pulled the people who were there, the game developers themselves, and said something like 16% of the people there are working on games for the next generation. Uh, it said a very high percentage preferred Epic's uh, revenue, like 88%, you know, 88 to 12 versus Steam's like 70-30 split. Yes. No, nope, um, that's true. For- and stuff like that. And uh, I'd like to pick through all the data in that PDF because it is just full of interesting you know what that does, statistics. though. I mean, I don't know all the options. When, when Steam says, hey, game developer, you launch on Steam. This is everything you're getting. But by the way, we're going to take a 30% profit share, right? So that's kind of like, okay, it's, Steam's the best platform, so we got to do it anyway. Now you have mm-hmm. Epic here. All this is going to do is force Steam's hand. They're going to have. I, I just yeah. personally hate Epic Store. Now it's yeah. in its first iteration. It's fucking clunky and it's well, horrible. We talked, Discord's coming out it's with so, their own yeah, store. Discord Everybody's fighting to be the one. Um, Discord also promised like a twelve to fifteen percent share with the developers. Yeah, so, right after Epic right after did their Epic thing, did. So yeah, I was kind believe of they're clapback. all forcing. Steam they're all hand. doing it. Well, so this <laughs> Xbox Live news is interesting because it takes it up another notch, and it says that we're basically going to sell our games. You know, we're, they're you know Microsoft is obviously the Steam of an Xbox because 
they you know they make the system mm-hmm. they sell the games so you know there's obviously not steam on an xbox but uh you know steam's steam's not coming to consoles it's it's just not going to happen nope. there's no reason that that would make any sense but microsoft already runs the you know they have a connection between pc and xbox because they obviously own both platforms they run the operating systems but they're expanding even more to say that we're going to take our store and we're going to spread it even further. I just it's, don't see how that's going to happen on the so, Switch. So what I think it's doing, so I, I don't think there's an Xbox store on the Switch. What it is is it's using the Xbox Live features, mm-hmm. which offers a service that's useful to other Xbox or to Xbox Live players on other platforms. So what that means is I don't own an Xbox, but if I was playing on PC. Microsoft gives me a reason to pay for their service, even if it's just Xbox Gold money. That's a reason that I would pay for that, even if I'm mostly just using Switch, right? So that's one way you could take it. Well, or if if it it's not even a subscription thing where I get to use their network anyway, the fact that I can use my save on uh, across different platforms, let's say, for example, I, I do have Celeste on PS4, um, that would be a reason for me to think about spending that money again on a Microsoft platform, an official store on Microsoft, or if I did get an Xbox. So, uh, you know, immediately there's not profit, not that I see, you know, but I'm not an industry analyst, but it, it's an incentive for me to go and spend more money because of the, the uh, convenience of being able to switch and, and uh, play in different places. So, yeah, I'm excited to see how this goes. It's really unusual, totally unexpected for me. Uh, but, the, yeah, if, if you can pause and play, especially like I uh, I own Oxenfree on my phone, mm-hmm. and it's a reasonable phone game. I wish I had it on a tablet because I'm surprised at how well it works on my phone with the screen size, but I wish my screen was just a little bit bigger, especially for the text. But, uh, you know, if I had if Sony had this and I was able to buy oxen free honestly what's stopping me from buying it on playstation is i want my save file where it is right now i don't want to restart it but i'm at a point where i am at a point in the story where i'm pretty far in and i've forgotten most of the things that happened so if i picked up my save file on my phone right now i would probably miss some important you know oh like what a twist and i'd be like wait that was a twist (laughs) you know um but if I had the option of a game that was mobile, that was on iOS, even Stardew Valley, yeah. you know, right now, I if Sony had that, I would re... Or actually, if Nintendo... Nintendo has Stardew. Oh my gosh, dude. I might be able to play Stardew on my, on my Switch through the Xbox Live service. That would be amazing because then I wouldn't have to start over. <laughs> that would be cool. Oh, I'd love that because there's no way am I restarting that game. I think immediately the immediate impact is just going to be where – this is where I, I, I don't get it because like Switch could – maybe they wanted immediate action now, but they just improve on their Switch online services. A, communication. Mm-hmm. Like you can't communicate unless you download a third-party app on your phone. Oh, and, and oh, what's your so friend bad. code? Let's yeah. get on Facebook Let, to ask each other what our friend codes are. Oh, my gosh. What an horrible. inconvenience. I can see where the immediate is going to be the clubs, communities, the networking, the communication that you'll be able to communicate. Like you'll be able to chat on Xbox Live on your Switch with other Xbox Live Fortnite players, right? Mm-hmm. Where you really want to see it. I think that's what a big a big reason why it was Fortnite. But, um, but yeah, I can see the immediate. I just don't see – why Switch would agree to this. But maybe it's people coming into the same sandbox and playing nice together. 
I don't know yet. Hopefully. Yeah. Maybe Certainly just this bring is, in Sony soon. <laughs> yeah. Well, really, I mean, they look literally how, don't want to play nice with anyone. No, they don't because they're winning right now. <laughs> and you know, if, if the pendulum you swings, you say the, they're winning. I mean, they're well. They're, they're. I feel like they're definitely not losing. But what they're doing right now, I don't think is that smart because the pendulum typically swings in a new console generation. And uh, you know, Microsoft has been buying up studios left and yeah. right and center. And if they, if Microsoft really continues to pick up momentum and keeps it, then what we're going to see is Sony falling behind next gen potentially because they should have played ball, mm-hmm. you know, and something like this is another reason why so. you want, you want to be involved. You want to, you know, open borders, <laughs> <laughs> open the borders. That's right. Uh, but um, yeah, th- this stuff's really interesting and I'm excited to see what this means like a year from now. Yeah. Uh, the Epic Store, all that stuff in Steam, and then this, this foray across platforms. There's a, it's a lot of change going on. The, the, the change, though, I mean, we're getting close to the end of the podcast here, but I'm going to say one thing. This, this change between all these stores, it, it's kind of a hassle on the user, though. I want you to know, oh, I have four sure. freaking stores I have to go through. If you actually purchase. rebuy a game, yeah. not realizing you already oh, owned it. Oh, man, it's just a ha- And I've got a decent Steam library, you know? It's... I don't know. It's I just sometimes it's a hassle when I have to go from store to store to store to play, look for games now. I mean, I could just say Steam would be it, you know, mm-hmm. and then my console stores. They were always separate, but ah. Yeah, I 100% agree on that. I wish there was a an official third party that would just collected that like you just bring up, you know, you're like your iTunes library. Yeah. Uh, where it's like I don't care where this thing is stored, just put the list in front of me, the whole list. Yeah. Um yeah. Cool. That stuff's really cool. So, uh, sweet. I'm looking forward to hearing about more Kingdom Hearts next time. I'm going to be excited to talk about uh, Apex Legends. Yes, I'll be downloading that today as well. And uh, again, if you're looking for people to play with, we'd love to have more people on our Discord and uh, and Facebook community especially. But uh, yeah, uh, hit us up. Uh, if, if you're playing Apex, let's group up and game on. Gamer Heroes is part of the Heroes Podcast Network and hosted by GGKC. You can find our episodes at heroespodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, and tons of other podcast apps. Follow us online at GamerHeroesPod and at GG underscore Kansas underscore City on Twitter or at Heroes Podcasts on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. You can also find us on GGKC Facebook page and our website gg-kc.com. To all you gamers out there, play nice, play well, and play again. See you next week. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.